The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open again to 1 Timothy chapter number 2, we'll begin after a word of prayer with verse number 1 and look today to prayer's pattern for the Christian and in the local church. Father, thank you for the time now to preach your precious holy word. Thank you for the fact that it is written. It is inspired and preserved to this very hour, infallible inerrant, the very Word of God is before us. And for this, I bless your holy name and thank you so very much. Help the preaching time, stir up the saints, save the sinner, nearest hell I pray, in Jesus' precious name, amen and amen. First Timothy chapter number 2, looking at prayer's pattern in verse number 1 and 2. I exhort, therefore, that, first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty, for this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. For there is one God and one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus, who gave himself a ransom for all to be testified in due time. Praise God for the mediation of Christ Jesus our Lord. He is the one and the only way to God, it is through Christ Jesus our Lord that sinners are saved and rescued from hell, from sin 
and from death and made certain of an eternity in heaven with our blessed Lord. Now to prayer's pattern. We mentioned briefly, and I repeat it now, that prayer must take priority in the church. Paul gives an exhortation, and he begins stating that prayer must be first of all. This is no doubt why in many churches, and I would say most churches that I have been a part of, the service begins with prayer. It may be that it's an audible prayer by one man standing in the assembly, or maybe it's an altar prayer where the congregation is invited to come forward and begin with prayer upon the altar before the service truly begins. Either way, prayer must take first place in our lives, in our homes, and in our churches. And it will only be given first place if it is given first thought. To be first of all means that prayer will come before everything. Whether it be audible prayer, whether it be an altar of prayer, brethren, may it be anointed prayer. Praying in the Holy Ghost by the Scriptures through the Lord Jesus Christ and according to the will of God. Now for prayer and its pattern. Now we're not dealing with the aspects we mentioned a few sermons back where prayer is, yes, asking and receiving, ask, seek, and knock. But here we're looking at these four phrases, words, one of them being a phrase, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks. So there is no explanation here of what we could call the mystery of prayer, that is, of how it works and of why it works, nor is there even a defense of the reason for prayer. That is, why should we pray? Well, we should pray because God has told us to and God is inviting us to, but there's no defense as to why we truly pray. It is understood and expected that Christians, believers in the Lord Jesus Christ, will be people of prayer. So we find no explanation of the mystery. We find no defense of the reason. But we do learn here what prayer involves, at least in four aspects of prayer. And in these four words before us, we find a sample prayer life, a pattern we can follow as we seek to be faithful to put prayer first in our lives and prayer first of all in our churches. So we come to the first word, supplications. This is prayer with petition or requesting for God to supply that which is needed. Have you a need, brother, sister? Then ask God to supply what's needed. And it is wonderful to know that our Father, which is in heaven, has provision waiting for his children. He is not, as we studied earlier on a few weeks back, he is not that unwilling friend 
not wanting to rise from his sleep to provide what's needed. No, he is there, he is willing, and he is able to sustain and supply what is needed. He's not that unjust father, that unrighteous father who would give a stone or a scorpion or a serpent rather than a piece of bread. No, he's a righteous father. And all we have to do is go to him in prayer, in supplications, and kindly ask what we will, what we need, according to his will. And he grants our request, and he gives us what it is that we need. Supplications, praying with petition, and asking God to supply what is needed. But then the second word is the word prayers. Now, this word here, prayers, teaches us that there is to be worship in our prayers to God. To bow in prayer is to kneel before the Lord our Maker, before Him who made heaven and earth. Prayer is not just me coming to God with a list and said, Lord, I need, Lord, I want. Lord, if I could only have, no, that is part of prayer. But prayer is personal communion with a personal God. Yea, with the one true and living God. And this is who we address when we pray and when we say, Our Father, which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Holy, holy, holy. Lord God Almighty, oh, how we ought to adore him for who he is when we pray. Our prayers should ascend with a holy awe. Yea, we should lift up holy hands and praise to our great God without wrath and without doubting as we enter into prayers, which are a worship of the Lord our God. Supplications, prayers, intercessions. Now this word indicates that we are not only to be in prayer for ourselves, but to intercede is to be in prayer for others when we pray. We ought to have a time when we pray where we are meeting with God on someone else's behalf, and we confer with the Lord about what they need, or about where they are, whether they are lost and in need of the salvation of God, that full justification and redemption as found through the blood and grace and righteousness of Jesus Christ our Lord. Maybe it's the lost neighbor that needs you to intercede for them. Or perhaps it's that believer who needs you to intercede for them. Maybe they're discouraged or Maybe they're disobedient, or maybe they're just under church discipline and they need someone to pray them back to an altar of repentance that they might be restored. I don't know, but you know who stands in need of prayer right now. And sometime, somewhere in your prayers, you should be interceding or speaking to God on someone else's behalf. Much of our prayer should be taken up with others. And in fact, Paul enlarges this thought after this next phrase, and he gives us a plan for our intercessory 
prayers. Fourth and final, he mentions and giving of thanks. This is self-explanatory. It deals with our gratitude and the act of speaking out with thanksgiving upon our lips and in our hearts to God as we pray. God is powerful, yet God is personal. He is high, He is holy, yet He stoops and bends His ear to listen to you and I stammer and stutter in our prayer closets. Yes, what a mighty God we serve. He deserves all of our thanks. He's a God who hears and answers prayer. Prayer and its practice, he simply says that supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made. Prayer is to be done as a matter of both duty and desire. But this will never happen if it's not first a matter of discipline. Prayer involves time. We must make the time if prayer is to be made for all men. It involves concentration, effort, and this requires a special time and I believe a special place to be set aside that we might make our prayers before the Lord and for others. Then that plan for intercessory prayer, he said, for all men, for kings, and for all that are in authority. God forbid that we should sin in ceasing to pray for all men and for the leaders of our land, the land we love. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.